0: Welcome to Muskegon History and Beyond with the Lakeshore Museum Center. For today's episode, we are going to be looking back at a passion of Charles Hackley's, his passion for supporting the education of Muskegon's youth. On a previous episode, we examined Hackley's assistance to rebuilding the central school in downtown Muskegon, now named the Hackley Administration Building. Today, though, we will be tackling a project he spent even more money to see constructed and to see it flourish, the Hackley Manual Training School. The Hackley Manual Training School got its start at a school board meeting on October 18, 1895, when Charles Hackley, the president of the board at the time, temporarily vacated his seat and handed to Mr. Nims an envelope with a letter inside that he told him to read, which stated Hackley's plan. He would provide the board with $30,000 for the construction and purchase of equipment of a manual training school. He would also give $5,000 for every year he was alive for the upkeep of said school. He also stipulated that he would put in his will that a $100,000 endowment would be left for the school. According to the Chronicle, once the letter was read, all eyes turned to Mr. Hackley, whose face was flushed and who seemed anxious for someone to break the silence, which Mr. Nims did by saying, this is a surprise party, the school will be a splendid addition to our school system. The proposal was of course accepted by the board, and work began to figure out the where, how, and what for the school. In January of 1896, the project began in earnest as work began to secure ground to put the school on. A group from Muskegon Schools also toured other manual schools, such as the one in Menominee, Wisconsin, and one in Chicago. In the end, a location was picked right by the high school so that students could easily walk between them if they wished to do classes at both. The lots were secured for $5,500. A firm was then selected to design the school building and it ended up being the same company who had designed the Hackley Library and the high school building. When the Manual Training School was designed, it was created to look like the adjacent high school and to also be expanded if there was a need with wings easily added to either side. For these wings, Hackley promised to donate $15,000 for their construction if that time came. Construction work began in July of 1896. As they started building, they realized costs were going to be more than anticipated, and Charles Hackley came to the rescue. He donated another $15,000 on top of his original $30,000. In total, this $45,000 would be around $1.4 million today. So you can see, Hackley wanted no expenses spared. In fact, he said as much, quote, If everything is not the best, I cannot help it, for I have told all concerned to see that nothing needful was lacking. The main construction phase was completed by February 1897, but the school wasn't open to students yet. At that time, the manual training school included a machine shop, blacksmith shop, carpentry and woodworking shops, a kitchen, sewing rooms, carving and modeling classrooms, a drawing room, and a gymnasium. The foundry and forge, however, were not yet complete. For the syllabus, the school had classes and tracks for both boys and girls to take. At the beginning, there was just one track, or quote-unquote major, for boys and one for girls. Boys had mechanical arts, which goals were to equip them with accurate observation, sound judgment, and useful knowledge, cultivate habits of thrift, industry, and honesty, develop a taste for industrial pursuits, increase their productive activity, and give them that full and symmetrical development of mind and body that will fit them for intelligent performance and all the duties of life. Second, enable them to enter any of the scientific or engineering courses or colleges or schools of technology. Girls had a domestic arts, quote-unquote, major that replaced some of the math with classes in literature and art and had very much the same type of goals. The overall purpose of the school, I think, is summed up best by Superintendent Hathaway, who said of the manual training school, it is intended to make the entire child go to school rather than just the child's brain. On October 20th, 1897, the school was dedicated to much fanfare, as it was the first of its kind to open in Michigan. It was very successful and quickly became the model for other schools like it in Michigan. Letters would come in inquiring about the school and its operation, and delegations would come to see how it ran. One such was a group of businessmen from Grand Rapids representing the Labor and Trade Council who visited in 1899. They had come to check it out as they were worried about what a school such as this might do to the trade industry. They feared that these students would flood the market with skilled laborers and would dilute the work so much that no one would be able to survive. They found their fears to be unfounded though, as trademen in Muskegon had as well. They said of the school, it is not a trade school, it teaches no trade, while it does teach the rudiments of the basic manual branches. For that reason, it cannot be a menace to skilled craftsmen and labor unions. They are not to say it could only benefit the city it is located in. In 1900, the wings that were planned for the original building needed to be added as the school was near its maximum capacity with 600 students. If you can see our cover art image for this episode, you can see the two wings on the sides of the main building. This expansion allowed for another 500 students to be at the school. As Hackley promised, in the original donation, he would pay $7,500 for each wing. However, the actual cost was greater, totaling some $34,000 instead of the $15,000 originally planned. Hackley still graciously honored his original promise, giving an extra $19,000 to see the project finished. At the same time, he reevaluated his yearly donation, upping it from $5,000 a year to $11,000 per year to meet increased needs. Finally, he changed his will to up the endowment for the school. If you recall from earlier in the episode, Hackley had promised a $100,000 endowment to the school upon his death. This he changed to be $250,000 upon his death, which occurred in 1905. As the years went on, the school continued seeing success and many Muskegon notables such as Wally Berg attended the manual training school and took classes there. By the 1960s, many upgrades were needed to the school and the decision was made to tear down the building instead of paying for costly upgrades. Before we wrap up today, I want to tackle why Charles Hackley supported the manual training school so much. In total, he gave $430,000 to the school, one of his largest donations. While we cannot say for sure, I would like to try my best to guess. For a few years prior to 1895, there had been talk in the papers about building a manual training school as they had seen great success in other states. At that time, Muskegon was in a recession as lumbering was declining. Hackley, like others, knew in order for Muskegon to survive and thrive, it had to be more than a lumbering town. This school was one way to get children the skills and interest in other career paths that were needed to help Muskegon change. Hackley always believed that Muskegon could be a great town, and I think he knew that it was not only him that could make that happen, but the generations to come after him that would have to seize the torch, and that an education would be key in cultivating those who would carry his legacy on. I would like to thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week Wednesday for another episode.